She's Robin. She's Alex. And this is Coworkers Killing Time. And here we talk about everything. Enjoy! everybody welcome back this is episode 15 of co-workers killing time pretty impressive i know i'm pretty excited pretty impressive (laughs) so today is our around the water cooler episode it's our first episode talking about current events normally we pre-record everything and have a nice bank of safety net episodes recorded but currently because we both have been sick Mm -hmm. and with the holidays we don't so in the future this will make more sense because we'll be recording so much further Right. That we need these episodes in real time. So we're actually recording this on Monday, January 10th, and it's going to release on Tuesday, January 11th. So really real time. Really, really real. Yeah. (laughs) So I think the biggest news stories currently that people are talking about are sadly the deaths of some favorite celebrities. Which I had. (laughs) Okay. Well, because Betty White, of course, passed away on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And that was super sad. Very, very sad. And why was it shocking to everybody, yet not shocking? Like, you know, we were all kind of waiting, Mm -hmm. I guess, because she was going to be 100. But yet it was really shocking. I was shocked when I saw it. Oh, I think everybody was shocked when they saw it. But it brings you back to, like, the other moments of very elderly people passing away in the entertainment world or just celebrity world really because like when ruth bader ginsburg died um i was like oh my god no but she also was old had cancer a few times like we knew it was coming eventually but yet shocking but it was still one of the shocking things but betty white like they said was everyone's grandmother it was like that vibe sassy grandmother Yeah. yeah I adore. I absolutely adore her. And then, of course, Bob Saget. Yes, died yesterday at this at the time of recording. I'm so upset about this because Mm -hmm. I just love everything he does, and I love the fact that he's like he was really, really raunchy as a comedian. Yes, and I think so. He, of course, I loved him because of Full House and. Mm America's Funniest Home Videos, but my, like, 25-year-old likes them because he likes the, the roasts that they all do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he's, I guess, done some of those roasts. And yes, and he's just raunchy. super inappropriate yeah. and raunchy, which is so funny because um, I obviously grew up with Full House. I'm, I think, a year or two older than Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, so... Shut up. <laughs> so I was very young when that show came out, and yeah. I related to the kids, but then when Fuller House came out, with all of them on it, and yeah. they had their own kids. I'm like, all these kids are little assholes. Yes. And you look back <laughs> at regular Full House, and you're like, all those kids are little assholes. But it's now that I have my kids, yep. you're seeing it from the parent light. So, Kaden, yes. Kaden and I watched that whole series, like, last year sometime. Regular the, Full House or Fuller, Fuller House? House? I liked that. And I was sad that Netflix canceled that. Yeah, I was kind of bummed out, and he was, too. He really enjoyed it, and I thought it was pretty wholesome, like a mm-hmm. good... It is, yes. You know, it's kind of, of a course. good show for a nine and ten year old kid to watch but he so that was it. that was very sad and i of course also liked him from how i met your mother because we loved that show yeah that was a great show and he's the voice of elder yes, ted yes, mosby yeah. so um i was reading today while i was eating my lunch at work all the tributes that people were writing oh. about him and that was like very sad yeah and i'm a crier at like movies and shows so i was getting a little teared up and i'm like i can't read this yeah, anymore no. but i didn't know that he did so much with charity like different directors were coming forward and saying like 
my son had this medical issue and he's always supported the charity for it because we're friends or other comedians were coming forward and being like, oh, he did this and that and the other thing. And then even Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live came through and was like, when I was having all my mental health issues, he helped me. And it's like, that's, that's so crazy and so nice. Like, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And also just. Just sort of as an aside to this, they said that there was no foul play. Mm-hmm. It was found in a hotel room. Right. They said no foul play. Can you, first of all, uh, I believe that they had to call his wife somewhere like 2.15 or 2.30 in the morning. Which is just, also can you just, very horrible. Just Because they've only been married for like three years. Ugh, so, um, but at the very end of the article that I read, which mm-hmm. was, I think, on MSN, <clears throat> it, there was a little blurb about s- suicide prevention. And I said, if someone you know, you know, if you or someone mm-hmm. you know is like thinking of suicide type oh, of thing. Oh, that's weird. I know. Because they're saying no foul play and that he died just like with his hand. One of his hands was on his chest and the other hand was just like on the bed like you would if you were just going to lay down. For me, it was really sad because he's the same age as my dad. Like my dad will be 65 this year. So that's pretty sad to think about and his daughters like his real life daughters are my age I think Mm -hmm. his oldest is the same age as me and she was talking about like the text message that he sent her before he died and all it said was like okay I love you it's showtime oh boy I was gonna go do his show so who knows I mean you never really know because if if it was because allegedly maybe it's suicide but if it was then look at Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade and all of those people that you think are like so happy and on top of the world, and you just never know. Chris Cornell. And Robin Williams. Yeah, so many. I mean, And the guy from many. Lincoln Park, Chester, yeah. Pat. Why can't I think Bennington. of his last name? Yes. And, yeah, and they all, anybody that knows them will tell you, oh, they were always, you know, pretty, seemed to be in a good mood mm-hmm. and whatever, but you just, yeah, you don't so know that what's was going pretty on sad. inside somebody, so. So then, the reason I wanted to start with this was because this segues into the next thing that I have to talk about in current events, because this literally just happened today. So I was thinking, oh, you know, we just talked about in our superstitions episode before when we were doing the mystery envelopes, Mm -hmm. that episode, we were talking about how when people die, it's in threes. And I was like, okay, well, so two celebrities have died. Who will be the third? And this one is actually, like, satisfying that this person died, like, because it's not a good celebrity so robert durst Uh, died today so he was a real estate heir and he was convicted of murder so i have listened to a lot of true crime podcasts about robert durst and i would like to do an episode on him but that is a huge thing because he was sentenced to life in prison for killing his best friend and all the other crazy things that he did which i'm not going to get too far into just because I do want to do an episode on him because it's so interesting, like, how he was able to, like, evade justice for so long, and it was so obvious that he was killing these people. Wow. So he did die today. How many Um, people did he kill? So they were able to prove that he killed at least one person that he suspected of killing, so I will go into that. Uh, He was convicted in September of 2021 of shooting Susan Berman, who is his best friend, or was his best friend, at Point Blank Range in 2000 in her Los Angeles home. So he was sentenced to life in prison on October 14th, and two days later he was hospitalized with COVID-19. Wow. So uh, he had long been suspected, though, of killing his wife, Kathy, who mysteriously went missing in 1982 and has since been declared legally dead. But that happened. Then he fled to, with, like, this best friend woman, and then she also mysteriously 
Was she really his end. best friend? Or was uh, well, there more to it? So we can get into all of that when we oh, okay, do yeah. our eventual we'll save it, save episode. But he does have, there is also an HBO special about him that I've watched. And it's called The Jinx. It's called The Jinx, The Life and Deaths of Robert Durst. Okay. And I did watch that when it came out. It came out in 2010, I think. I don't think it came out recently. But it did. But he is in the documentary discussing all of this. Like, oh, wow. Because he's okay. like a narcissist. Yeah. So he's like, who, he's yes, it. I it's got away with all of this, like, talking about all of this. All right. So, yeah, it took until 2021 for him to be charged, but he started mysteriously vanishing people in the 80s. Do so, we know how he died? That's been crazy. So his attorney went on record today saying that he died from a number of health issues and that it was natural causes. Gotcha. But, okay. I mean, based off of this photo that was... From December 15th, 2021, he doesn't look to be the epitome of health at all. Right. So I think he might have had some underlying condition that they're not going to talk about, and then he got COVID in October. Right. And probably just went... And there... I mean, he's on... Downhill quickly. He's on oxygen. Oxygen. Yeah, it looks to be in the picture. So I'll post that picture on the Instagram so people can see what we're talking about. Uh, And then... So that's one little true crime asset that I want to talk about. And then the other story that I want to talk about is from November 18th, 2021. It's from the Washington Post. So it says, her fiance said he found her body 23 years ago, and now police say he hired another man to kill her. So the story is, on the last day of Andrea Sincata's life, the Arlington librarian was scheduled to have lunch with friends at a favorite Italian restaurant. She confirmed the appointment with an email, but never showed up. That night, she made plans with her live-in fiancé to see a movie. She didn't keep that date either. Around 1.30 a.m., Sincata's fiancé told police he had discovered her body tucked in the bedroom closet of their Colonial Village apartment on North Road Street. She was 52. That was in August 1998. Sincata's slaying remained unsolved for the next 23 years, even as her adult son, Kevin Sincata, pushed Arlington police to find her killer. Now Arlington authorities claim they have done that. After impaneling a special grand jury, prosecutors obtained indictments charging Andrea Sincata's fiancé with hiring a man to kill her, and both men have been arrested and charged with aggravated murder, formerly a crime punishable by death before Virginia abolished capital punishment earlier this year. Huh. So it says the James Christopher Johnson, who is her ex-fiancé, mm-hmm. is now 59, was arrested Tuesday morning. Wow. He is accused of enlisting Bobby Joe Leonard, who is 53, to kill Sincata, who had been strangled. So, Johnson's lawyer, Manuel Leva, strongly defended his client Thursday. The assertion that Mr. Johnson hired Leonard to kill Miss Sincata is false, he said. He noted that Leonard has long been a suspect in Miss Sincata's death and was known by law enforcement and officials as a very violent individual, but Mr. Johnson is innocent. Well, so. they all say that. Well, of course they do. They gotta say that. Of course they do. So, and then Johnson is on record saying that she was the love of his life. I had just found her. I was not in a very rational state. He has denied killing her. Leonard is already in prison in Virginia, serving a life sentence for raping and assaulting a 13-year-old girl. And then the article that I printed cut off. But it does say uh, he had prior convictions for armed robbery, assault, forcible sodomy, and they were unable to link him to to Sincata's death. He's a gem. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, what a... What a, what a stand-up He guy. would definitely be a hired killer, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, 
so that was just pretty interesting. It just goes on to say more about both of the suspects. Um, but then it says that he found her car. So police questioned him until 8 a.m. According to the statement later that day, Johnson drove to Andreas and Kata's parents' home in Maryland. And when he drove back towards Arlington, he randomly spotted her car on the shoulder of Interstate 295. This is the nail in my coffin. Kevin Sincata said Johnson told him at the time. So the stepson said that about his mother's boyfriend. They're going to think I did it because I found her car. If you say that, that's why they're going to think you did it. Like, it's not creepy or weird that you're like, oh, hey, I recognize that car. Oh, my God. It's only creepy and weird if you are then like, oh, they're going to think I did it now because this happened. Yeah, exactly. So... So he found her dead in his in the, like in his own in closet. their shared they, home share, closet. He found her yes. dead in, mm-hmm. in their closet. Yes. So the article says on the morning of August twenty first, nineteen ninety eight, Andrea Sincata had the day off after her daily morning swim at Washington Lee High School. She arranged to have arranged to have lunch in Springfield with one of her swimming friends. Her friend left messages on her answering machine when she didn't appear. Johnson, this is her boyfriend, told police that he came home at 6 p.m. and noticed her car was gone. According to a detailed typed statement Johnson gave to a private investigator in 1999, he reported that he did his laundry, went to bed, and around 1.30 a.m. noticed that her closet door was shut, opened it, and found his fiancé's body with no blood or apparent trauma, the statement said. There was no forced entry to the home and no obvious signs of a struggle, police said. Okay, so this also makes it super fishy. How did this, like, yeah. convicted rapist man get in there with no force or sign of a trauma or anything because she didn't know this right. guy? So... Uh, police questioned Johnson until 8 a.m., according to his statement. Later that day, Johnson drove to Andrea Sincata's parents' home in Maryland, and when he drove back towards Arlington, he spotted her car on the shoulder of Interstate 95. So that's the part we were talking about before, where he found her car. And then he said, this is the last nail in my coffin, and that's the son, Kevin, is telling police that Johnson told him that. They're going to think I did it because I found the car. And again, I revert back to... You're making this obvious that you yeah. did it. Like, you're the one. Well, when when a dead body's found in your closet. Well, and okay, so your fiancé is missing and you don't think like, oh, hey, let me look all around the house. You get home at 6 and then it takes you till one thirty in the morning mm-hmm. to be like, oh, let me look in this closet that's Well, plus shut. he went to bed. Yeah. Right? You said he did laundry. He did laundry and then he was Went doing other things and then noticed that her cl- at one thirty in the morning. Like, was he doing cocaine? What was he doing yeah. <laughs> until one thirty in the morning? Probably trying to get his story straight. And cleaning up whatever needed right. to be cleaned up. So, meanwhile, Kevin Sincata, the son, focused on a man who had been in his mother's apartment several weeks earlier. In late July or August 1998, Andrea Sincata was planning on throwing out an old computer when she saw a large white truck outside her building labeled Trash Trash Masters. Thinking they were a trash company, she approached one of the workers who told her they were not, but the man needed a computer himself if she didn't mind, Kevin recalled his mother saying. The men took Andrea's computer and her dot matrix printer loaded them into the truck and resumed working on the apartment building's mailbox. Johnson and Kevin Sincata were appalled just letting a stranger in. 
to the house, he said in an interview in 2002. But we didn't worry because it was already over. We thought the danger had passed. She approached him and he couldn't have been planning anything. Okay. So, um, and then it says more about the fact that Leonard, the man who actually killed her, um, had taken a girl in 1999, a 13-year-old girl, from the district to a vacant apartment, raped her, choked her, and left her for dead in a closet. So this guy has an MO yeah. about leaving people in a closet. Likes it. The girl who lived identified Leonard and, he, Leonard and he was arrested. So he went to trial in Fairfax in 2000. He represented himself because okay. he's just sure. a genius. Yeah. And then, of course, subsequently was convicted and sentenced to life Shocking. plus 30 years. Oh, plus 30. <laughs> he did a great job defending yeah. himself. The Arlington police said they re-interviewed Leonard after his Fairfax trial, but still didn't have enough to charge him for her death. Right. So, Kevin Sincata, the son, kept pushing. Arlington police said in a news release Thursday that their cold case unit revisited the case in 2013, reviewed the evidence and lab results, and did additional witness interviews, then presented it to a grand jury. There was no indication of how Johnson and Leonard might have connected, but both are charged with killing her with premeditation for hire. Wow. So it says the passage of time does not diminish the need for answers and accountability in the senseless crime that took Andrea's life, said Arlington Police Chief Andy Penn. The indictments indicate that Penn testified before the grand jury and he apparently worked on the case when he was a homicide detective. The indictments are a culmination of years of dedicated investigative work in our ongoing pursuit of justice on behalf of Andrea and her family. And to that, I just have to say, like, none of these people... Must be, like, listening to true crime podcasts, because if you have or watch the news, you will notice many serial killers who they could never identify before, they are now finding. Yes. So, if you think you're going to get away with this poorly staged closet job, you're not. (laughs) Well, they they probably felt like they got away with it for so long that they're untouchable. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. If I was a killer of any kind, I would be a little nervous that things are getting easier, not easier, but are becoming, things are getting solved more now because of technology. Right. So I would be a little less. I feel like the only way to get away with anything now is you'd have to shave your entire body, cover yourself in like a latex glove (laughs) bodysuit, and just like go on with your life. But I feel like there would still be like epithelial skin cells somewhere from like your face or eyelash, like an eyelash would fall out. (laughs) Yes, we got it. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, sketchy. Well, they must not, they must not. You know, either they're narcissists. Right. And they just don't think that anybody could ever exactly figure out their amazing, you know, thing well, that apparently they've done. That man didn't or, think that. Leonard yeah. didn't think that because he represented himself oh, right, yeah, after yeah. being convicted of doing all these other things and having a matching like MO, you would think he would be like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna actually try to hire a lawyer. I've always been very shocked by that when people I mean, because I work for an attorney. Mm-hmm. I work for a divorce lawyer. And even in that realm, mm-hmm. you should never represent yourself. Oh, of course not. You should just never represent yourself. So I cannot fathom representing myself in a like murder. Right. Well, situation. I think the most, like, the, obviously, crazy. the most famous case of that is Ted Bundy representing himself just because he thought he was so amazing yeah, so and amazing. he yeah. did not win. Right. Shockingly. Like, yeah. Because you are a murderer. I don't believe they often do. I mean, I, I don't know the stats on that. No, one. I don't think they I do would either. I would love to know. I just think what goes on in your mind that you are like, yes, I'm going to get away with this when you know you did it. Right. 
And what, you just think you're that charming that you're going to throw everyone off your scent? Yes, probably Ted Bundy, I'm sure. But I also think that maybe they think, maybe they're so paranoid Mm -hmm. that they think anybody in anybody else's hands, you know, this case is going to just... Right, it wouldn't be as... Like, effective as their own defense exactly. for themselves. And they would never let or themselves down. maybe it's also that they would have to admit to somebody that they did these things. Yeah. Because, like, there is, of course, the client privilege and conf- right. confidentiality, but I'm sure they also think, like, oh, no, if that person knows, then... Right. But guess what? Everybody knows. Everyone Everybody knows you did it. Yeah. When there's, like, all <laughs> of that evidence... There's a trail to there's you no doing it. no real way to spin that. So, what is your other things that you want to talk about? Because I have two more articles that I want to talk about. Well, look at you. I'm not going to say that this is something that happened yesterday. It's just that these are the things that appeared in the Mm -hmm. news feed recently. Yeah, of course. I don't know if you heard anything about this. This this just is horrifying. But it says, the United States sues shop owner who dumped 91,500 pennies on ex-worker's driveway. I don't know if you heard about this at all. I did not hear about this at all. Somebody okay. dumped pennies on... This was on... in the New York Times. So, yes. Yeah, so, this guy had, you know, had a breakdown. Not not a breakdown, but his relationship broke down with his boss. He mm-hmm. worked at, like, an auto repair shop in Georgia. And he quit. And then when he called to get his final paycheck of $915, uh, apparently the boss said, I'm not paying you. <laughs> So then that guy, the worker, contacted mm-hmm. the Department of Labor, and um, then the Department of Labor called that guy and said, you need to send this man a check, and he said, I'm not going to send him a check, <laughs> but then he ended up he ended up showing up at his house with 91,500 pennies covered in oil. <laughs> Why? He, so he couldn't I, pick him up? I guess, and dumped him on the guy's driveway. Oh, my God. Do you know how mad my husband would be that there was oil, oil on our on driveway? driveway? I mean, that's just, yeah. Who even cares about the pennies? He would be like, ah, the oil! Yeah. And he would just lose his mind. And I'm sure that that has, you know, a little something to do with why, yeah. why he did it. Because when you first said it, I'm like, smart. I pictured vegetable oil, but then I'm like, no, no it's a mechanic repair shop. Yeah. It's probably waste oil. Can you imagine the, the extent that he went to, to like... No, that's so petty. I feel like we know his... people who would do that, though, sure out we of do. pettiness. Yes, we do. But it's very petty. Still, just, so, I, it's just funny. He's, you know, he violated federal law. You have to pay hey, your employees right. their last penny. I mean, their last paycheck, but... And their last penny. You have to give them their very last penny, <laughs> but not in pennies. So they didn't like that. The lawsuit was filed on December 30th. So he's probably going to get in a little bit of trouble for that. Yeah, so, I would say for anyway, sure. Anyway, that's the kind of stuff that I could see you and I talking about just, you know, around our water cooler. Oh, yeah, of course. And yeah. there's... So there was a... Robin had a picture of the pennies in the wheelbarrow. In the wheelbarrow. So we yeah, will post... Because right that is so that's many pennies. That's what so many. Do with that? And covered in oil. Gross. Covered in Gross. oil. Yeah. And what are you going to so, do? do with that? How do you take that to your bank yeah you don't that's <laughs> the point me. you don't at all you're taking it to a coin star and you just ruin <laughs> their machine that's pretty tragic <laughs> so my next article that i have you will love this because okay. it's about a cat oh, so my. a canadian woman was reunited with her missing cat after 12 years oh, and this was published today God. So, an Ontario-Canadian woman whose cat fled from her home in summer 2010 was reunited with her missing feline when her pet turned up at a shelter 12 years later. What? Christine DeCastro of Kitchener 
said she received a phone call from the Vaughn Animal Services on New Year's Day saying one of her pets had been found, and she was initially confused after verifying that her cat and two dogs were at home. DeCastro said her confusion turned to shock when she found the animal turned out to be Lolly, a cat that had fled from her home when she lived in Richmond Hill, Ontario, in summer 2010. Vaughn Animal Services told her that Lolly had been picked up as a stray and scanned for a microchip, which revealed her contact information. I was in shock and quickly made plans with my partner to pick her up, she told CBC Toronto. I'm still in shock about a week and a half later. DeCastro said she brought the now 14-year-old cat home on January. 3rd. When I saw her face look when I saw her, her face looked a lot grumpier than what I remember, which tends to happen with senior cats. Yeah. Otherwise sure. she looked exactly the same. She's still a very petite brown tabby that I had eleven and a half to twelve years ago, she said. DeCastro said Lolly is being kept separate from her other pets until she receives results from her vet checkup. I wish cats could talk so she could tell me where she's been, yeah. but I'm glad she's come home to me now to be taken care of in her golden years, she said. Aww. A California cat was also reunited, reunited with her owner last year after an even longer period, 15 years. Okay. The That's Los Angeles crazy. County Department of Animal Care. How is a cat still alive after I know. 15 years? Well, ours it? lived till he... She was 19. Oh, wow. The uh, Los Angeles Department of Animal Care and Control said Officer Louis Leal responded to a call about an injured stray cat on a Palmdale residence front porch in February 2020, and Leo brought the feline to the Palmdale Animal Care Center. The cat was scanned for a microchip and identified as Brandy, a feline who had been missing for 15 years. She was reunited with her owner, a man named Charles. So they had the microchip all those years ago. Yeah. The cat just was out in the wild. I'm guessing, just yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's sketchy. Well, we're just never caught. And that's why I also wish cats could talk, because wouldn't it be cool to have the interview of, like, this cat's 10 years of adventures? It would actually really be cool. I also love the stories where you hear about cats, or I guess sometimes dogs, when they run away or people move. Mm-hmm. And then those animals, like, track them down thousands yeah. of miles away. What was that movie find called? Them. I don't know. Uh, is that that the something journey yes or so yeah 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 what was that movie i I would have to google it but yes that is very cool and i loved that that movie and it was so sad but i feel like that does happen it It does really does happen that's pretty amazing to me our cat didn't find us after we moved (laughs) no you had a cat that ran away do cats run away a lot i've never had a cat um we have only indoor cats Mm -hmm. so I don't know if they run away, and oh, I'm okay. actually really amazed that anybody in our neighborhood has outdoor cats because of all the wildlife. I don't oh, understand right. no, it. No, I don't understand I that don't either. I don't understand it. We have hawks. We have the coyotes. coyotes. We have everything, yes. so I'm not really sure why, but I, I will tell you, I haven't seen a cat out there in, in maybe a year or so, but there was one cat when we first moved in that we saw him all the time, mm-hmm. and we, we were just like, wow, like, how is he... He's doing it. He's like surviving. Well, yeah, because I'm sure there's like lots of mice and stuff in the grass and, and fields and, and like yeah. yeah, moles and chipmunks. Oh, my galore. beagle! One day when I was in high school, so I didn't have closet doors on my closet. I just had like curtains because mm-hmm. the closet doors broke when I was little. So we just hung like really fancy curtains on a slider. 
So my beagle was rooting around in my closet oh, one no. day, and she was so proud to show me something. And I'm like, oh, Zoe, what do you have? And I opened the curtain, and it was like a rabbit foot <gasps> and the haunch like of the rabbit's like whole thigh, leg, everything. And she just had it in her mouth oh. looking at me like so excited. And oh, I went screaming no. down the hall, and I'm like, Mom, Zoe has like a rabbit leg. It's so disgusting. But she was so happy that she sure. brought this back to so me. So proud. So proud herself my, the little fat hunting dog that was the fattest beagle in the entire world do they have a like a give when they find something you know like i know that our dog who's a mutt definitely has some sort of a hunter mm-hmm. in him because he he will like raise one of his paws and just like stare oh yeah when, she would do the pointing thing as well okay. but she was just like fat she was yeah, always so fat she loved eating, eating and she just i think she just went outside and ate everything oh. then came inside and ate her food like she had never eaten in her life oh but she was the cutest dog she was a black and brown beagle with the big floppy ears oh, that's and funny. she was the best although well, she, she was, was also the worst yeah. well <laughs> She would steal food off your plate and run away. She would howl bark all the time. Like if you were eating, she would sit behind the chairs and be like, oh, until you like fed her stuff. And I think my parents got just sick of it after we moved out. So my mom would just like throw something over her shoulder and she would catch it in her mouth before it even hit the ground. That's hilarious. Ridiculous. That's very funny. Well, I have something else about animals. I actually have two little animal stories that just caught my eye today. (laughs) Or actually, it was yesterday. Um, So dogs, this is fascinating to me. Dogs, you know how they're used to to sniff out cadavers Mm -hmm. or um, drugs or whatever? Mm -hmm. Now they're being used in certain circumstances to detect COVID. I could see that. In people. I could see that. You know, like, so schools in Boston are using them in three districts, Mm -hmm. which I think is incredible like and concerts metallica tool eric church and there was another one i don't recall the name they're using it like at their concerts oh wow so um they will sniff the dog sniff hands and feet of of people and they of and they can detect previous strains that way but they can better detect the omicron on used masks so they're not it's not like a perfect Right, of course, because it's a dog. And it's new, and, you know, these strains are just coming rapid fire, I guess. But, yeah, so I just found that fascinating that... That is really interesting. This is one of those things. But there, I did read another article connected to that saying that they, you know, do, whoa, like it's not going to be widespread well, just so yet. So before There's you get other stuff. to that... <clears throat> I, this is weird that you're talking about this today because Dan and I were just talking about dogs being able to smell things yesterday because his parents just went down to South Carolina because his grandmother is undergoing cancer treatment. And my father-in-law just had knee surgery and they have a dog and she went with them. So they were saying like when my father-in-law got his knee surgery, she would be there and like be all around his knee. Obviously it's like bandaged and everything, but also because of that. And then with my grandmother-in-law now, the dog's all over her abdomen and that's where the cancer that is being treated is. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And that made me think back to when we had our dog Finny, when we were newly in the house and I was pregnant with my first son, he dogs don't know you're pregnant, but they do because he would come and he would lay on my belly and just like lay on it. To be near the baby. Dogs are just amazing. It's amazing, like, the things they know through their sense of smell. Really? I wish I had a sense of smell. Well, you know, you're working on it. You're trying. Dogs, lend me your sense of smell. (laughs) Day by day. Yeah, a little bit. You'll get it back. A little bit. You'll get it back. 
And then the other, um, that really was all I was going to say about that was just that they're saying, hold off. It's not going to be widespread that there are hurdles still for the of widespread course. use. Of I mean, course. they've got to work it all out. There's right. so much. But, I mean, they've trained dogs to sniff for drugs and everything yeah. else. Why couldn't they So what happened? Can you imagine, like, I want you to imagine you paid all this money oh, to go see gosh. Tool. Right. Right? And, like, you show, like, you pre-gamed. You are, like, raring to go. You walk in with your friends. Mm-hmm. You go to give your ticket, and a dog, like, <laughs> says no. A dog comes and ruins your and, life. And, like, says no. Like, <laughs> you've got COVID. Maybe you know. Maybe you don't. Right. And then what? You get kicked out. Like, sorry, my dog said. Like, well, the dog I would says. Assume, I would assume that there must be some sort of protocol. Like, the dog sniffs it out, so then yeah. you get a rapid yeah, test. Yeah, maybe. And okay. if the dog's saying you have it from the smell, it should be positive. Right. So maybe then it's not. And yeah. then it's like, okay, well, you can go in. That was just like a fluke in the system. Yeah. I would like to know. Because I, I feel I, like I without like a those. test, people could be like, that dog isn't keeping me from a concert. <laughs> that dog doesn't know me. But it must be yeah. effective enough that the dog can be like, oh, I think this is COVID, and then do a test yeah. and prove that it is. Right. Okay. So. Well, I like that. I like that better. Because I'm just trying to yeah, imagine I would. I would up, assume but... that that's what the protocol would be. Yeah. But I mean, who knows? It seems like they have no protocols for anything no, currently. No, Everything is just a crapshoot now. It's whatever you want to say is the rule. Hey, that's the rule. And we're going to go by that. <laughs> exactly. I don't even... Tell me, didn't you know like a year ago, a year and a half ago, you knew all the rules, right? Like we knew what was happening. Yes. Basically, the world was shut down. Right. Like we knew this was what Not it was. Not our job. Right. No. <laughs> True. But like we knew what it was. We knew what to expect. But now it is. I don't even, I have to tell you honestly, I don't even like keep up with what the CDC no. says anymore because it's just like... I know my kid is still going to be in school. Right. They're not going to shut school down. Right, because they've said that. They're telling us, you know, if you have COVID, you can still go be with people. But if you have a symptom, you know, you might, you shouldn't, you should. Right. But if you have or a you symptom. Or you can, but you should you can, still wear a mask. It's I, so confusing. So wear a mask, but you, you could still go in public. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't even pay attention right now. It's so confusing, and it's getting to the point where, like, Everyone, no matter what your political affiliation is, like, this is annoying and we're done yeah. with it. Like, it's let's ridiculous. just be done. And pretty much, I think everyone's going to end up with it in some, right. of course. some form. So, yeah, that's right. where we're headed. So I just don't even, I don't pay attention. My husband has to pay attention for his job. Right, he has course. to be, like, really up to date. Because he he works with college Well, kids. and I think we have to be up to date to a certain extent because we do know all of the rules for pertaining to school. Right. Because, for example, my kids, I got an email before we left work today that both of my kids' classrooms, there is a kid in each classroom, at least one, yeah. who has COVID. Right. So when I came home, I was like, hey, who was missing from your class? And my older son was like, well, there was four kids missing <gasps> from my class, but two are going home and they're going to do homeschooling now. They're not coming back to school oh, for an extended back. period period of time um and others are just gone for covid but then they'll be back and then my little one he doesn't really like know what is going on but he was like (laughs) well this one wasn't there and this person wasn't there and i'm like okay but i mean who knows they could have just been not there because of something else sure where my older one is like okay since i'm in third grade i know everything that's going on (laughs) and this person got covid from this person and that's why they're not here and this person's going to homeschool and i'm like what that's that's little old lady gossips in third grade that's awesome well at least you know because i don't know kaden does know who's there who's not there but he doesn't really like pay much attention Mm -hmm. to any of the other stuff he's very much like his oldest brother very kind of like you know they like they're they're aware of stuff but not really brendan my middle kid my now 25 year old 
he knew what was going on, yeah. like where it was happening, mm-hmm. the source of it all. No, that was me, like a little like talk show host. You're dialed into what's yeah, going yeah. on. He he just knew. He could tell you. <laughs> Not that he tells me much anymore, but he did back then. Um, so there was that. Anyway, and then just a little brief, well, little brief, another, another thing about dogs. Okay. That I just cracked up about. That uh, even the dogs at the Playboy Mansion were addicted to coke. Of course they were. So, what? Like, come on, man. I mean, this is nuts. But apparently Hugh Hefner's best friend had a poodle. Mm-hmm. And the poodle's name was Lewis. And this tiny poodle was hooked on cocaine. Ridiculous. Because there were just so, there were so much right. of it. Right. And I'm sure it started off being funny. Like, haha. Let's feed the dog cocaine and see and see what happens. Well, that dog like would I guess bolt across the room if he smelled it, or if he smelled it on a person, he oh would get up God. in their face and like lick their nose and like lick their face. And so, uh, yeah, that was that was like a thing that happened in the Playboy Mansion. That's that's probably something I never in a million years would have like envisioned mm-hmm. happening in right. that crazy house. And right. I, I think that we can all imagine that house was really. Oh yeah, insane. I think I think really you could imagine anything happening, and it probably happened but, there. But a dog like, addicted to, some to cocaine. I don't well, know, I mean, like nuts. look in India, they have like that monkey that's like addicted to smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Like they have yeah. all of those animals, and it's like, why is this like this? Well, like, somebody had to start it. Exactly. And why that person needs? Because be nobody, done. no monkeys, like, oh, here's a cigarette. Oh, here's a lighter. I'm gonna light this and yeah, see what happens. That's the craziest thing ever. So I just I thought I thought those wow we did a lot of animal stuff today but I thought that we was did my last my last story is not an animal story okay um and then I do want to talk a little bit about the shows because we said we were going to talk about what shows we watched during COVID because okay. that is something we talk about at work is like what yes. shows and things we watched. So my last story is actually really heartwarming and uplifting and really awesome. I think it's definitely something we need for this time. So the headline for this one, this was published January 6, 2022, is Message in a Bottle Crosses Atlantic Ocean from Maryland to Ireland. So a couple walking on a beach in Northern Ireland found a message in a bottle that was launched from the United States in 2019. And they just found it. That's, I love, I love. So Rita Simmons and... This is an Irish name that I cannot pronounce because I know, however, I'm going to say it is not how you say it. So I'm just not going to. But and her partner of Belfast said they were walking Wednesday at, again, not going to say it, (laughs) Magarority Beach, which I'm sure is not how you say it, on the Dewey Peninsula in Ireland's County Donegal when they spotted a glass bottle in the sand. The bottle contained $2 in U.S. currency and contained a note that it revealed it had been launched from Ocean City, Maryland in 2019. It's like a childhood dream to find something like this, said Simmons. The author's note was an 11-year-old girl named Sasha, which I loved that fact because my name is Alexandra, I am Russian, and my great-aunt always called me Sasha, so I was like, oh, that's so cute. That's so cute. Included a phone number and asked the finders of her bottle to get into contact with her. The couple said they are planning to attempt to call the girl and tell her what happened to her message in a bottle. We found amazing things like this on the beach before, fossils, stones, but never a bottle with a message in it, Simmons said. The bottle was far from the first of its type to cross the Atlantic Ocean. Richard Lord said he was cleaning trash from Chewett Beach on the British Channel <laughs> Island Good of try. Guernsey at 
don't know. In November. I'm trying so hard yes, here. You are. Sorry, all of the UK people that may listen to this. In November, when he found a message in a bottle containing a $1 bill, all these people sending money across okay. the ocean, and a message saying that that had been launched in January 2020 from a location 75 miles southeast of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay. You know what we have to do now, don't you? Launch a bottle we across the to. ocean. We have to With do our this. podcast <laughs> Yes. Are you ready to do and that? $5. Yeah. We have to up the ante a little. We got to put like five bucks yeah. on there. No, we have to do this now. We each have to like. Ours will get immediately one. sink to the bottom of the ocean and never be found by anyone. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> or it'll be, it'll just be found in Florida or something. Yeah. Not, not that exciting, but yeah. no. No, this is happening. So yeah. we're going to do that. Put it on okay. our to do But not list. now. We have to do it in the summer. Right. And yeah, that was, I love that. Can I just say something though? Mm-hmm. They went to the media before they tried to contact the girl. Is that what you're saying? Apparently. <laughs> because obviously we are hearing about it. Yeah, apparently. I mean,. I don't know. I don't like that. Well, yeah, I know. But I mean, I would kind of almost be weirded out, too, about, like, maybe not calling the girl because she's 11 and I'm a grown adult. Well, now she's 13. Well, yeah. 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 But you know what I mean. I would imagine. I'm going to have to go on the limb here. And say it would be okay. Is a parent's phone number? Yeah. Oh, I know that. I I don't think it's a kid's cell phone number. I'm just saying I feel like it would be a little bit weird. I mean, and who knows? They might be... It didn't say how old they were. Right. If they're in my generation... (laughs) Much like American millennials, they probably don't want to make a phone call. Yeah, true. Well, so, you can't blame them on that one. So I would be like, "Ugh, I really want to do it, but I have a lot of anxiety like about doing really, it." You gotta like Amp get yourself ready. For like, it. and then what do you say? Like, hey, hey I found, found your bottle. bottle, and then she's just like, "Cool." No. And now she's thirteen. It would just be like, "Yeah, cool. I did that two years ago." No, she probably waits every day. Like, oh, I wonder if anybody's ever gonna. Find that's that the bottle. romanticism of but your I brain. Like, I feel like that's. I feel like that is a thing. That but would be cool. Though. Hopefully, I we'll find out about that. Too. We have to like see if she ever did get in touch with. Yeah, I'll have to follow up with thrower. that. But I just thought that that was a cool story when I was looking for stories. That is that is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, although, and I have to just say something totally unrelated. And I didn't, I don't have any article on this person. But I'm just telling you that every time we do around the water cooler, mm-hmm. I'm going to um, look into what Pete Davidson is up to. Because okay. I feel like he's really always in. Everything. The news. Mm-hmm. And um, I mentioned him earlier. Yes. And when you mentioned him, I was like, my eyes were like, how do you know? Because I have him written down. Mm-hmm. And and you didn't see it. You didn't know that I had I him did not down. know. No. But we did not know what no, each other were talking about. Know. So the only thing that overlapped was the Bob Saget thing. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. That is really cool. But as like, I don't know, I feel somewhat mater- maternal mm-hmm. for this person. Mm-hmm especially like with his mental health stuff. And I don't know, there's something about him that I feel drawn to, like in a maternal way that I just kind of want to check on him. And so we can check. <laughs> I in. think he's doing great. Know, he's dated all the hottest women in know, Hollywood. Then they, he's like, hilarious. With him and then he's like sad. And I don't know. I just, I would like to, I, I will check back in and see what, yeah. what it is. Well, so, I mean, you don't know, you don't right know for now, sure that all of them break up with him. I mean, he true, dated Kate Beckinsale. Maybe it was like, you're old and maybe. he broke up with her. It could be that. But the last that we knew, I think, right, that they're still, he's still with Kim Kardashian. I think correct. So. 
Uh-huh. I don't know. How, yes. How long that's going to go. They're in the Bahamas then, together, okay, and Miley good. Cyrus and him hosted a New Year's Eve party, that and then it, okay. Kim Kardashian unfollowed Miley Cyrus yeah, because she was flirting this. too much with Pete Davidson. But they're very which, good friends. Who, yeah. From who cares, Kim Kardashian? Like, You're who cares? Kim Kardashian. You're taking him on vacation. <laughs> Miley Cyrus's body, no offense to Miley Cyrus, because I love her voice, but she looks like a 12-year-old boy compared to you. I don't think yeah. he's like... Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta go here. But I do believe, from what I've read, that they've just—they're good friends, right? So it's like, stop yourself. They seem like the same person yeah. in two different bodies. Yes, I, I don't think it would be like a sexual thing. It seems like they're brother and sister. Yeah, kind of. That's yeah. So that's the vibe I get. I just feel like Miley gives off that sexual vibe because she's just always she's taking just it to Miley a level, Cyrus. right? So does. I think anyone being yeah. like, oh my god, you're with my boyfriend. No. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cr- And I also find it crazy that we know who people follow and unfollow. Yeah. Like, that's just- I think it's weird that people track that, and if yeah. you're listening to this, I'm sure my mom is like, Alex, why are you paying attention to that? Honestly, it's so hard to not see that, yeah. because there's so many things that like, if I go on Snapchat and I look through my friend's stories, when I get to the end, there's a few, like, suggested things, and it's always, like, pop culture things, sure. and they autoplay. And so I was like, oh my god, did you see today that this person <laughs> did this? And yeah. I'm like, oh, well, now I'm wrapped in. What's this? I yes. don't even know. And then they're like, this guy, and this lady, and this kid, and they're all, like, maybe 21, and I'm like, oh. who? Like... <laughs> I don't know who any of these people are. And the other thing I think is funny is now pop culture, like, big names in pop culture are, like, uh, Cindy Crawford's daughter, because she's a model. They're always talking about her. They're always talking about, like, um, Sophia Richie, Lionel Richie's younger daughter. Like, why? Why are these people now the people? Because they're famous for being famous. Right. Which is just, like, the group ahead of them. Right. Uh, Paris Hilton. Why? Right. Well, and that's, she was famous for being famous. So, and on that topic, that's like um, Kylie Jenner and Kendall yes, Jenner exactly. being like, "We are self-made." They, like Kylie no. Jenner being like, "I'm a self-made billionaire." No, you're not. No. Your sister is Kim Kardashian. <clears throat> Your dad was, or no, her dad is Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner now, right. but. That's your dad. Your mom is Chris Jenner. She's like the most highly paid manager because yeah. she manages Kim and all of you. You didn't get into Victoria's Secret on your own ma- like no. merit. No. You're not a model on your own no. merit. Kylie Jenner didn't start her makeup company on her own merit. Right. Most of the people, but I feel like that's what's going to start happening. Most of the famous people that we're going to see acting and singing and everything are just going to be these people. Yeah. And they're like offspring. Which is fine. Do it to it if you have the talent. If you have the talent to back it up. But the other interesting thing, and that's this kind of rolls off that, is I was reading a a thread on Reddit the other day that just popped up in, like, my suggested. It wasn't a page I followed. But it was, like, what celebrities have done things that makes you, like, not like them anymore. And they were talking about how all of these different celebrities, and they were using Rebel Wilson as an example, um, the Australian yeah, actress, I love her. yeah, from I'm Pitch thinking, Perfect. What has she done? And they, well, they were saying that she's like horrible. That she is like terrible to assistants, and like now that she's lost weight, she's been like really terrible on movies when they've brought body doubles in for her, oh saying that they're bringing in hippos and the girls like a size six. But the the biggest thing that goes along with what we're saying is 
they were saying that her backstory is like, oh, I came from this really hard life and I had a really hard time growing up. And they're like, her dad and mom were like in the entertainment industry already. Like she had all of these chances. She went to this really fancy private school. And I feel like the more you look into many celebrities, that's their upbringing. Like I didn't know this and I wanted to talk about this on this episode. Did you know that Keith Morrison is Chandler from Friends' stepdad? No. Yep. Wow. Yeah. No. Because that was another thing. People were talking about how the cast of Friends had had all of these connections, and that's how they got into Friends. And the only one who didn't have anything and got there on their own merit was Matt LeBlanc, who played Joey. Wow. Because, like, Courtney Cox's mom was involved in entertainment, and that's how she got in that Bruce Springsteen concert. Obviously, Jennifer Aniston's dad. Wait a minute. It was a plant. It wasn't a real thing. You just ruined my, like, teenage Mm -hmm. years. Really? It was a setup. Oh. Yep. Because she had already been an actress and people knew who she was. So that was the thing that happened. And then they were talking about how, like, Jennifer Aniston's dad is the famous, like, soap opera actor. And then Lisa Kudrow had some sort of connection. And David Swimmer's parents were something else. So, like, involved in entertainment. I mean, it's not really surprising. Right. It does happen everywhere that you're... I mean, I'm sure there are are some that, like, people did it on their own merit. But that would have been like me if I took over my parents' Harley Davidson dealership yeah. being like, I self-made myself. Yeah, right. I, I had no this. help from anyone. And it's like, no. And even if I go on to do anything now, like I have a lot more privilege in what I've achieved because my parents fully paid right. for my college. I didn't pay for any of it. Yep. Thank God. Right. Because it set me up to have that success. There are also people in the political realm who believe that they were self-made, but indeed... We're not. We're not. Yeah, they exactly. They handed quite a bit of money to, you know, start their careers. Yeah, so, so I just thought that yeah. that was an interesting turn of events that, like, all these people go and say, like, oh, I came from this upbringing, and then most of the time they actually didn't, if you look into it. And I thought the Keith Morrison connection yeah. thing was pretty cool. that is really cool. So, going off of that and entertainment, we can talk about all of the shows we've been watching lately. So, during our quarantine, I have HBO Max, so I got really into watching Ghosts on HBO Max, which is a British show, which they've now made into a U.S. show, but I haven't watched the U.S. version, and it's so funny. These people inherit this house from this relative they didn't even know they had, and the girl, like, falls out a window and gets a concussion, and then she can see all the ghosts who haunt the property from various... Like, there's a caveman ghost all the way up to, like, a politician from the 90s, and they all died different ways, and it's just very funny. I did see the... Um, like the commercial for the U.S. one. Yeah. I haven't watched it. Which I do want to watch that version because the main character is the girl from iZombie and I like her a lot. Now, see, I had no idea that it was, like, based on another show. Yeah, so. But I will tell you, really, I told you, we watch a lot of hockey mm-hmm. in my house and then a lot of football on the, this past weekend, <laughs> let me tell you. Yes, of course. But when I was... The, I think it was the previous weekend when I wasn't feeling very well. I watched, I mean, I binged mm-hmm. The Evolution of Hip Hop on Netflix. I don't even know what that is. It is, well, it's a Netflix series about the evolution of Oh, the I think we watched a few episodes of that when it first came out, and then mm-hmm. I haven't seen it since. It's it just amazing. Mm-hmm. I learned so much stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's not necessarily my world the mm-hmm. hip-hop world well, <laughs> really? on a limb what to a say that like i'm not a hip-hop like guru but i do love it and i certainly loved it back in the 80s mm-hmm. and the 90s so just to just to like learn about where some of these 
people started and how they started and what they went through mm-hmm. and how they like know each other and uh it, it just really was i found it fascinating i will I give it, it to the it, hip-hop world that if there is going to be a story of somebody who came from nothing yeah. it's going to probably be from that sure. world i mean it's just like incredible just so many different stories and and it went through the whole like east coast west coast like all mm-hmm. of that biggie and like the yeah thing, all of it it's just like fascinating i don't know i never knew that like i never never knew that new orleans was a huge like mecca of hip-hop back, oh, I didn't back know that in the either. day like got a That's lot of weird because it makes sense though. i always thought it was just like la and like atlanta no no and like, new york nope new orleans and um i think then i think i'm moving up now to i believe it was like the dc area or virginia where oh that like, makes sense too it's really just incredible i never knew any of these things so yeah. i just watched it i mean hours of it and i'm sure i have hours <laughs> left so i'm gonna have to try and find some more time to because i as you know i'm really really bad at finishing mm-hmm. when i start yes and i don't want to leave this one and i feel like there's lingering. a lot of episodes of that now because it's been a few seasons a so so I'm we gonna... also watched the so we got a new tv for christmas and it's a Roku TV. Yeah, and as part of that, because the Roku is built in, we do have a Roku upstairs. But because the Roku is built into the TV, they like advertise things to you. So they were like, "Oh, the new season of Dexter, which we loved, Dexter, yeah, is on Showtime, and you can pay ninety nine cents for one month and watch the whole season." Yeah. So we were like, "Oh yeah, we'll pay ninety nine cents." So I have to say, the season wrapped yesterday. We are so mad at how they ended it. Why even bring it back if that's what you were going to do? Which then leads me to, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to like spoil it for anyone. I would say the first nine episodes, fantastic. The 10th episode seemed like they were like, oh crap, we wrote too much story and now it's the last episode. We better fill everything in in like a 30 minute period. Oh, I don't like that. And then there was like a bunch of plot holes. Like they had characters they introduced that you thought were going to do something and then you just never saw them again after like the fifth episode. Was this just one season and that's Yeah, it was like a done? limited series. So it oh. was, but they kept saying like, oh, we filmed multiple endings. So depending on the ratings, maybe we'll do like another se- season. And then it was like, okay, well, clearly it's ending because yeah. of how they ended it. And it's oh. just annoying. So whatever, there was that. But then that made me think of, I used to love Sex and the City. I used to love it. I watched all the seasons. I have like the DVD box set thing. I loved it. It ended I think the year I graduated high school so like that's kind of a time where you're like oh I'm more interested in learning like about sexuality as a woman and it was a great show to come of age with but then they did this reboot and I was like I really don't want to watch this one because I love Kim Cattrall and I don't like the way they did her dirty and like just were rude to her and she didn't want to come back. And then they went on and did it anyway. But now every time I read an article about it, I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not watching it because it's just like, they tried to shove all this like wokeness in that does not fit with the story. And they changed the characters. Like Miranda, the character was a lawyer, like a high powered, very intelligent lawyer. And now she like, doesn't know how to use an iPad apparently. And like, doesn't know how to use technology and keeps like fumbling over all of these like racial like, wrong racial interactions with people. It's like, okay, I don't think that would actually happen. I think if you were truly... They're acting like when the show was paused and not happening, the characters just never did anything else. They just stayed They just stayed in, like, a Barbie (laughs) doll. And it's like, they didn't grow or change with the world. I feel like they would have. 
Huh. I've never seen a single episode of that show. So I liked it. So I liked it a lot. Know you, maybe, it, maybe I'll let you borrow the DVDs and you can watch <laughs> it and see if you like it. Someday. I'll put it on my very, 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 very long list of things <laughs> that I have to watch. But it was a great show, but I have just no desire to watch the reboot. And the more I see people talk about it, the more I see articles that are written about it, I'm like, oh, glad I'm not watching it. So did they go wrong? The only thing I know, I know like the women in it and I know yeah. obviously Carrie and I know yes. Mr. Big. Yeah. But tell me did they did they change Carrie's character a lot? Well, so I don't know, but I know okay. that the f- very first episode, because this was a spoiler, that her and Mr. Big were married. Yeah. The very first episode at the end of the episode, or maybe it was the second episode, he gets on the bike and rides a Peloton and has a heart attack and dies. Right, okay. So then she yes. moves out of, wait, so this is even weirder. So she moves out of the penthouse apartment they shared together and moved back into her apartment from the show, which she had kept. No, I'm sorry. Her apartment <laughs> from the show is the size of my office, plus me. Maybe the hallway out there and like a third of my kitchen. There's yeah. no way you're moving back into that. Yeah. I don't care how sad you are. You take that money from the millionaire man you yeah. married and you buy a different apartment. Right. You're not going to go back to like a, there. A it's just like I get that they're doing it for sentimentality, but like that's way too much sentimentality and not something that would really happen. So do you, so they maybe felt pressure to bring this beloved show back and write it the way that they think that the viewer wants it written instead of maybe what was like, meant to be for the characters, as the writers would have written it. I don't it. even know if it's what the viewers want it to be, because I don't think anybody wanted her husband to die oh, in the yeah, first episode. Right. I think would they, And especially because the whole season was like, the whole series was like, will they get together? Won't they get together? Will they get together? They got together in the last episode. Great ending. The movie comes out. He leaves her at the altar. Oh. What? stupid then they get back together the second movie comes out i wouldn't even watch it because of how dumb the first movie was (laughs) and then i'm like i'm definitely not watching this show and then they killed him off and whatever i know there's all the like sexual assault allegations against chris note this has nothing to do with him as a person i'm saying as the character like why would you kill off this character you know people are going to be mad about it and now miranda because cynthia nixon is a lesbian in real life is having an affair with a transgender actress on the show while she's still married. Like, I don't think any of this would be what the characters would have done. I think it's like some of them are trying to incorporate their own lives into it, like with that, and bring more of like a, we have more diversity with gay characters and more women of color, which I love that they are bringing in different women of color in the show to like fill in character spots. Sure. But a lot of it is just, like, too much. Like, you're just trying to do it all. And you don't need to, especially when the women are in their 50s. Like, they're not in their 20s. They're not the generation under mine who is like, oh, we're sexually fluid and everything is a rainbow. Like, it's not that. (laughs) And I don't mean that, like, gayness. I mean that, like, colors and diversity and, like, they don't care. And it's much more... Women in their 50s are much more, like, staunch in where they are. And they're not... I don't think they're really going to, like, branch out into, like, oh, I'm a married woman, and now I'm just, like, seeing this lady at a podcast, and I'm shotgunning weed out of her mouth and then making out with her. That was something that I read in an article that happened, and I'm like, never. Never would some high-powered lawyer, I don't care if you're having a sexual awakening, and maybe this is naive. If you're listening, you can tell me, because I'm 36, but pretty sure I'm set in my ways. Well, I'm 52, and what I can say is that I've known people who have come into their own, if you will, Mm -hmm. call it that, 
later in life. I agree with that, right? but I don't think it needs to be to that extent where you're no, at your friend's I don't podcast recording, shotgunning weed out of this right. lady's mouth, like no. drinking the smoke in. No. To no. be sensual. That was just for visual <laughs> yeah, exactly. pleasure. But exactly. No, but I again I and it is my belief that it it I mean we can go down this road, but I think it's everybody's sexuality is maybe you know fluid in some mm-hmm. way, but the way that you are raised right. perhaps, or if you are very right. religious. Correct. Has and definite I, and I just boundaries. Say, definite like, boundaries. We like we know most people in my generation and younger, sexuality is very fluid. Sure. Like I have nothing against that and that's not what I'm saying. Right. I'm just saying for this show, I think they took it to a place where it was like maybe this will appeal to more people and forgot the original viewer yeah. that they were going for. If you want to have that interaction then add a new character you're adding a, th- a fourth character in because kim Cattrall left right so add that character in and have her be that right why break up this beloved couple from yeah. the series right because she's coming into her own but it's like oh my god and yeah. then apparently so they're all in their 50s right her husband again these are all articles i've read so i'm sure people are going to be like oh my god i can't believe you're trashing this this bad but her husband on the show is suffering from extreme hearing loss so he's like, huh, for like comic relief. So they made him like he's like 80 and oh, he's no. like 50. So I'm sorry, but my parents are in their 50s yeah. and 60s yeah. and they are not elderly by any means. No. So I don't think that you should be portraying these people as like elderly for comic relief. Like, again, right. get a character who's in their 80s. Yeah. Show their 80 year old parents yeah. going through these things, not the characters from the show. So is it the same group of writers? I, d- I don't know. Because it doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound like <laughs> it. It doesn't sound like it. But it's still the same creator, the Maybe Darren Starman. Maybe it's the Starman. writer's offspring. Maybe that writer's May- children. No, I think, it's, it, I think some it of the people ran. have to be the same, but it's just, like, so crazy. I don't think it will go on for many more seasons. It really seems like they came back for, like, paychecks. You know, I, can you just imagine, like, the storyboarding going on no. in, in their no. conference room? Like, okay, this is what we're going to do with her. And going through all right. of this crap that they're going to do to right. this character, and everybody at the table, yeah, yeah that sounds great. This is great. Oh, yeah, that would totally happen. Yeah, let's and do I'm that. Just, and I'm just saying, like, again, <laughs> I really want to make it obvious, because I'm sure some people are going to be like, oh my god, I can't believe that you're saying that that's woke and blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that, and I'm not trying to come off like I'm, like, some crazy person. I'm just saying for the <laughs> show. Right. It's not that kind of show. If this was happening, like, on Euphoria on HBO, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Because that show is like that. Yeah. And that's what you expect from that show. Like, I love that show also. So, I would just like you to take a brief moment, if you could, to explain what woke is. Because people like my mom or my dad (laughs) or other people who are not 20, 30, or 40, or 50... You know, they, they're, what is she talking about woke? What does she mean? I can hear that, so. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure, and I'm sure there's many people thinking I'm saying woke and being like, oh my god, you're like some right-wing conspiracy theorist <laughs> oh, yeah. person, and I'm totally not. not. At all. I'm just saying woke because it truly is, they're trying to throw in these things, so like woke is the act of being very pretentious about how much you care about a social issue. Okay. So they're trying to throw in transgender yeah. and let LBGBT LGBTQ and all of that things with characters that already exist. And of course, like, uh, there was like some sort of tense racial situation where like Charlotte, the Jewish character, the lady who converted to Judaism for her marriage in the original show, tried to befriend her like black neighbor. And there was, of course, like racial 
disparities all around. Like, she was being, like, horrible because for, like, comedic relief. And again, that's another thing where it's like, you're just trying to be woke to be woke. Right. Like, you can do this in different ways where you don't make the characters look like idiots because they're women in their 50s. Yeah. Again, I'm in my 30s, and I think you're portraying them as stupid idiots and being like, oh, this is what happens when you're in your 50s. You're not connected to what's going on in the world. And I think you can be connected into what's going on in the world and have a respect for all of that without looking like an idiot. Um, And it says, as an example, yeah, most people don't care about parking spaces for families with disabled pets. I wish they were woke like me. So that's just being, like, stupid because this is, again, Urban Dictionary. But it also says that woke is diluted or fake awareness. Again, they're setting up these situations and they're making them, like, comic relief. And I don't think that's the best intention of these. All right, so you give it a thumbs down or zero stars. I won't even watch it. I just <laughs> yeah. read the articles yeah. when they come out to, like, hate read about it and yeah. then laugh. Like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not watching this. Because every, I don't even know what day it comes out, but every day after it comes out, my friends who are still watching it, because I will say this, when it premiered, there was tons of people like, oh, my God, I can't believe they killed Mr. Big. I can't believe that happened, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Now I think maybe two of my friends will be like, oh, my God, I can't believe... What's happening? So I really think it's like dwindling. Yeah, they just they lost like, their viewers. They lost the people. They, they're gone. They're so. done. So they probably would all. You should do a poll. I will. On Facebook I will do a poll because on I'm Facebook. curious about that. Because I'm, I'm. I would like to know if they would give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Yeah. So let's just find. In that other out. news, though, I am very yes. excited because Ozark is coming back soon. Okay, so. I watched the first episode of Ozark. Right. You and had I couldn't said that. And you said it. you didn't like it because no, it was very so graphic. It was violent and yeah. bloody and just. But did you watch it? It actually made it? me feel like a horror, like terrified. But did you watch no. past it? Okay. No, so, but I love Jason Bateman so freaking much. And again, much. I'm going to tell you what I told you in the episode. We discussed this the first yes. time. Once you get past okay. that, it's pretty tame. There is some crazy things that happen okay. here and there. Yeah. But it's mostly pretty tame. But the story is like. Riveting. Yes, it's interesting. I know. Lots of people love Ozarks. So I'm sorry if I talk too long about the Sex and the City thing, but I have very strong feelings about it, and I thought that that was a good tie-in, but I am excited for Ozark coming back. Um, I did watch Euphoria, so again, that was like a crazy show, and I feel like in that show, you're supposed to love the two main characters, and I like Jules, but um, Rue, who is played by Zendaya, she... I I don't think you're supposed to like her because she's a drug addict and she just makes yeah. bad choices. Yeah. But they're all in high school. And oh. can I just say, they're all in high school and they're apparently juniors and they all dress like they are going to the Playboy Mansion in 2002. Okay. Like crop tops, low-rise pants that have like huge cutouts in them, yeah. like jewels all over their face and full makeup to go to school. That's crazy. And I don't know what that show is that you're talking about. So, so it's not, it's also on HBO, and the new oh, season yeah. started last night, but I didn't watch that. So I had I would watch that. I liked that. I also watched um, Shameless. We got back into that because we had watched a lot of that. So we're getting finish with that while we have our 99 cent yeah, show time because i'm cheap people i'm just putting that out there for you <laughs> um do you have you seen or do you care to watch don't look up okay again how do you feel about this well here's the thing remember when we were talking about space in the what don't we know episode and i said we had to stop talking about that because i was having yeah. an existential crisis yeah. that's how watching that made me feel so you did watch it we watched okay. a portion of it and then dan fell asleep and i was like thank god and i had to shut it Dumb. off because okay. i had such an existential crisis and then number two i it was supposed to be funny and i didn't think any of it was funny at all right like at all i think they were like being cringe funny yeah 
And I get that it's supposed to be like a social commentary on climate change right. and like that's how what climate change people yeah. feel when they're talking to people, but I don't know. So I'm not running to watch this. Yeah. And I know that there's a lot of great actors in it, but mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not like running. I, I yeah. I've seen it, I sort of it's lingering in the background, but and my husband has never said, Hey, do you wanna watch this either? Right. So Well we watched it because we were Obviously, we had we both were very sick, and we're like, we just want to watch something funny to like take our mind off of oh, not no. feeling good. I don't think that was. And it. we started watching it, and I was like, "This no. is not funny." No. The best part of the whole thing is Jonah Hill because he's so stupid, and it that was the funniest part was just Jonah yeah. Hill being like a bro working in the White House. And at one point, they go, he he says like, "I'm self made. I got here," and they're like, "Isn't she your mom?" And then he's like, "No." And then she says something, and she's like, "Okay, son." And he's like. Thanks, mom. Oh. So it is his mom. Oh like, God, that's, that's how funny. he got into the White House. Yep. And that was supposed to be a commentary on, like, sure. the past administration. Yeah. And she was very much, like, flippant about everything. Sure. And, like, yeah, I'm going to do stuff. Like, whatever. Like, I got here on my own. Yeah. Got so, hired because of my resume. Right. So <laughs> it was just that. And then just the stupidity of people. And, again, I understand the world is very stupid. Yes. If you want to watch a great movie about the stupidity of society... Idiocracy is an amazing movie. Dan and I love that movie. Uh, and it's done really well. It's very raunchy in parts because the guy who made Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill made it. Yeah. But it's so good. It's Maya Rudolph and Luke Wilson. And it's very funny and I think could be the future. <laughs> like, okay. I'll have to, I'll put that on my shorter list of things that I need to. That one's really good. Watch. And we quote that all the time. Like, if I quote Arrested Development a lot, we quote yeah. that movie way more than that. Okay. And my aunt loves it too. My aunt Kim, she okay. quotes that movie a lot. I have to check it out. Like, in that movie, for example, they don't water plants with water anymore in the future. They water it with Brondo, which is, like, Gatorade, because the slogan is, like, it's got what plants crave, electrolytes. And, like, that's how dumb society has gotten. And he's like, no, you need to, because he's from the past. He, like, travels to the future and everyone's stupid. And he's like, no, you need to water plants with water. And they're like, like, from the toilet? And he's like, yes. Wow. All right, well, I look forward to that one. So that one's very funny, and I think that that's really good. I just think I could not get into Don't Look Up, though. Yeah, no, I don't think I'll be watching that anytime soon. And and that's okay. Like, last night we watched Santa Claus is Coming to Town after after football was Like the claymation one? Yeah. With Heat Miser and Snow Miser? Yes, because we um, hadn't been able... Well, it's the one with Burger Meister. It's not Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Oh, yeah, maybe. Burger Meister, Meister Burger. Um... We didn't watch a ton of those movies over the Christmas break, mm-hmm. and we talked about doing it, and then my son was having the Sunday Night Blues last night, wanted to watch a movie. I'm like, okay, let's let's watch, like, something that we said we yeah. were going to watch, but we didn't watch. So we, there, my husband was looking for, like, a half an hour movie, you know, and he's like, well, this one's an hour. I'm like, okay, we'll start it, mm-hmm. and we'll finish it tomorrow night. Well, we watched the whole thing. Of course we did, but, <laughs> you know, it's just, it was, it's cute. Like, that just made me feel like, oh, this is very wholesome and lighthearted. And yeah. That's really what I want on t- television right now <laughs> is like a whole song. I feel like, like you're not going to find you, that. Like you know what to expect. Yeah. And like, make, uh, like again, the evolution evolution of hip hop is not necessarily wholesome, but it's riveting <laughs> and fascinating. No. And I love the music business yeah. so much that I just am engrossed by right. all of and that. And you thought that was really interesting. Uh, yeah, and I can't wait to like keep watching it, but. I am really at the at my core looking for wholesome television. So we watch because so. we have Disney Plus. Do you have Disney Plus? 
Yes. So we watched yep. Encanto. Did you yes. watch that yet? Well, we saw it in the theater. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we did not. We watched <clears> it on <throat> Disney Plus, and the boys loved that. Yeah, so we good. watched that, and I cried, of course. Yeah. And then we watched also that night Ron's Gone Wrong on there, which, oh my God, if you watch that, I was like sobbing watching oh, that. And then we watched no. Encanto afterwards, no. and I was like, oh my God, such cute and good movies, and the very wholesome, and just like great messages for the kids. But I don't want to cry either. So yeah, but I see, I'm just like over emotional about everything and crying about anything. Like, it could be, like, semi-heartwarming and oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm crying. Oh, yeah. I'm Yes, I'm right there with you. It doesn't take much to get me to cry. And now that my kids are older, everyone in my family, as soon as something, like, heartwarming or, like, upsetting happens, yeah. all three heads will slowly turn towards me, oh, yeah. smiling, like, oh, are you crying? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. But now my oldest will start crying if something's sad, yeah. too. And I'm like, oh, it's okay, buddy. And he's like, oh. It's so it's hard. I think it was Toy Story three. Mm-hmm. Toy Story. Oh, Toy 3. Story three and Toy Story four are just devastating. And we what we saw it at the um, drive-ins mm-hmm. with my kids when they were you know a little bit younger, and I was like oh, devastated by that. Like <laughs> I was so devastated, but like it still gets makes me verklempt even thinking about yeah exactly. That movie. So that's not like I do love the Toy Story. I love all Disney movies, but mm-hmm. that kind of like sobbing, gut wrenching, like yeah. I can't. That is not what I'm looking for. But Disney right now. does that all the time. <laughs> like know, Moana's grandma yes, dying yeah, did that to me. Like yes. what else? All of the deaths of yeah. par- parental figures and just like yes. I don't want everything. That. I don't need that right now. What I need, I want happiness, joy, like lightness, <laughs> and perhaps it's because it's January. Yeah, and it's freezing cold mm-hmm. and it's snowy and all of that and COVID and I just I don't know. I'm really kind of trying to find something that's more like just comedy mm-hmm. for the sake of being funny. so i did watch i'm gonna restart golden girls i will let there you, know. you go i'm gonna restart golden i did girls. watch and i just finished this and this might be a good spot to like end it all on because i just finished this okay um i did watch emily in paris which is on netflix okay. which i had been putting off watching that because i had heard like oh people don't like it because they're in paris and everybody's speaking english but of course they are because it's an american show sure. made for netflix of course they're going to speak sure. speaking english it's not for that right. like it's a light-hearted show just put it out and it's made by Darren Starr, also the guy who created Sex in the City. So it's very lighthearted. Like, she's a marketing executive who gets sent to Paris instead of her boss, because her boss finds out she's pregnant. And the boss knew French, but she doesn't. Oh. So she gets sent over there, and there's all these, like, mishaps that happen because of, like, the language sure. barrier. Okay. So it's funny. And, like, sh- there's nice outfits and, like, yeah. cool Paris scenery. So it's it's nice. Is it a series? or a, It's a, a series, a and Lily oh, Collins, okay. Phil Collins' daughter, is oh, the main star. Okay. So, she's, it's very cute. Throw that on my list. I think it's good. And it's just, like, stupid fun. Like, you know. Lighthearted. Lighthearted, stupid, Mm -hmm. idiotic things. Unlike the first um, episode of Ozark. Definitely not lighthearted. No. That was tough for me. No, that's not lighthearted at all. But I have really heard such great things about it. Yes. I I mean, famous people, not famous Mm -hmm. people. Everybody loves that show. So Again, I think the first shot. episode was just like the shock value of it. And there is things like that. Like, they're working with the mafia, so people yes. do die, and there oh, is like yeah. blood and things like that. But I did watch The Sopranos. So oh, then you I can, can handle you that. You can handle it after that first about episode. This one. Maybe it's like that feeling of, like, I had a chase scene. Mm-hmm. If there's a chase scene about, like, I can't, can I handle, like, chase? It's anything involving, like, trying to catch up to somebody or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I felt, maybe I think I felt a little bit of that with. Ozark. I know it wasn't necessarily chasing, but it was like somebody was 
trying to get, I don't know, I didn't, I, I can't, I just, I, we'll, uh, we'll see. Maybe when I think I, you need to go back to it and let us know okay. what you think once you do. I'll try episode two. I will commit to episode two. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. Okay. <laughs> so if you have any recommendations for shows for us or any articles for our upcoming Around the Water Cooler episodes, you can email us at coworkerskillingtime at gmail.com. Good job, Robin. I almost down. forgot it in my head. It I just said coworkerskillingtime.com. No, and I'm I like, that's not right. <laughs> you can find Ooh. us on Instagram at coworkerskillingtime. You can find us on Facebook by searching coworkerskillingtime podcast. And you can listen to all of our episodes there as well. Our podcast is officially three months old. Yay. Yay. Happy birthday. Uh, and we are having so much fun doing it, and we appreciate all the support. And finally, if you want to support the show, you can go to our Patreon and subscribe there. Uh, just go to Patreon and search Coworkers Killing Time. Thanks so much for listening. See Thank you next you. week. Bye. Bye.